Okay. Uh, up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um, they asked me to read this. Warning. If you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, front face lock. In my vagina. You're about to get front face fucked by the front face lock podcast. Bump Bagwell is what created the front face lock. My asshole is split like the Red Sea. Bump Bagwell is who is front face lock. Don't fucking question me. Front face lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. And here we go. New York, unique New York. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I am your host Ryan, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the greatest heel in wrestling podcast history. It's Vinny. What's up, everybody? So what's up, Ryan? Not much, Vinny. We have so much to talk about today. so much to talk about. It's insane. And it's only been a week, and there's so much to cover. In one week, like, there's weeks where it's like, oh, that was a good match on Raw. Did you see that? And then there's other weeks where it's like, oh, look, Jeff Hardy's got another fucking DUI. A couple things, too. We we forgot to bring up the... uh, Stephanie McMahon stepping down too. She did they ever give the reason why she stepped down? They said something about family uh, to be with her family or something. So I don't know if it's a Triple H health thing or it's just you know that uh, standard excuse. You know I'm stepping away to be with my family. Yeah, um, I mean who who the hell knows? Um, it seems they're like they're go, they're going off without a hitch without her. Yeah, they said there's rumors that uh, they're trying to they're going to try to bring in a female authority figure. In her spot. And then eventually down the road have Stephanie come back and be the real female authority figure. Probably. Imagine they bring Dixie Carter or some shit. That'd actually be hysterical. That would be hysterical. I could see it. Or Linda. Linda won't do it. She's too uh, old, I think. She's too old and she's too involved in politics and everything. I don't think she wants to be on TV for wrestling anymore. Yeah, Yeah, true. There was something that came out with Vince with Sasha and Naomi. Oh, okay. Um, Corey Graves, they actually interviewed Corey Graves. They asked him what Vince's response was to Sasha and Naomi on the Raw episode. Like, you know, so apparently after they walked out, Corey Graves runs in the back to the gorilla position to, to find out from Vince what to do. And he said Vince was laughing and said, it's live TV, nothing can go wrong, which is his standard Raw line. But that's how so unconcerned... Vince McMahon was Over that, Naomi Sasha, and that Sasha and Naomi left. He was laughing, and yeah, you know it's probably like he was pissed off later because we'll get these fucking Twitter marks, which we'll get into. That'll be like, well, actually. <laughs> so, but his his initial response was he was laughing. Well, Vince McMahon knows that. All right, this is going to be controversial. We don't say okay. controversial things on this show, Vinny. How dare you? No, I, I might get canceled here though. Okay. Believe it or not, Vince McMahon really doesn't give a fuck about women's wrestling. No, he doesn't. 
Fit Finley does, and Vince Finley's the reason why the women's division's flourishing. Right. Vince McMahon doesn't give a fuck about women's wrestling. Vince McMahon wouldn't give a fuck about high flyers either. He would give he cares about big sweaty men fighting each other with crazy gimmicks. That's that's what Vince McMahon really cares about. And, and posing. And yeah, pose one off. name pose offs. So Vince McMahon doesn't care about the women's division, and I'm gonna let you know why. He's never cared about it. It doesn't bring in the money. Not even close. It doesn't bring in the merchandising. Not even close. Most of the time, they're not, sorry, athletically equal or superior to the men for the most part. Agreed. They don't put up on the performances. They don't put up the spots, the the moves that these guys do, you know, jumping off ladders. Most women aren't doing that, going through tables. It's not happening. Most of the popcorn matches are women's matches. And obviously there are exceptions to these yes. rules, but I agree with you. And the only reason why Vince McMahon has a women's championship belt and a women's tag division and the women's revolution or evolution was evolution revolution revolution no evolution the reason why they had all those things is because in this society if you don't you're a sexist and you will get canceled and that's the only reason because if it was up to vince mcmahon he'd have one women's match of the show and he'd probably be in the second half hour of the show of the first hour and that would be it and it would be a bra and panties match I mean, you can disagree with me, agree with me, but uh, I think uh, when it comes to Vince McMahon, he don't give a fuck. And with Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out, the reason he's laughing is because he's like, I don't really give a fuck. You're not making me that much money. And that's the bottom line right there. Sorry to steal that line. I didn't mean to. It's about the money. Vince wants to make money. And he thinks, like, he's got that 1980s steroid thing on his brain that big men are going to make him money, and it's a good thing he's got people around him that go, well, you can also get a high flyer, you can also get a, a grappler, yeah. you know, this or that. And he goes, okay, is it going to make money? Yeah, it'll make money. Okay, let's do it. Let's try it. And then if it makes money, he pushes them. Like, I mean, la- last night's main event on Raw was a pose down, yeah. which he's done with the Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude. He's done yeah. it like three Lex or four with Lex Luger. And he has it with Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. And he also had it with, I believe, Chris Masters back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's going to come to, like I said, John Cena's going to come back to fight Austin Theory. That's, I said this before anybody else said it. Mark my yes. words. You, you said it last week? You think you said it the week before? Mark my words. That's what it's, it's shaping up to me. Cena's coming back. He's going to fight Austin Theory. First guy's going to fight. Um, and he's going he's gonna to take the belt. Or they'll put Theory over Cena just to make him... A bigger name. I don't think Theory's ever going to really skyrocket, in my opinion. I don't see him having the same charisma as other guys. I think he could I, be a good deal, but I, I think they'll have Cena beat him the first time for the belt, and then the, like at like SummerSlam, let's say, and then WrestleMania or Royal Rumble, Theory will win the belt yeah. back, and that's what'll push him over because he'll be chasing the belt then against John Cena, and John Cena will be able to cut some good promos on him. And it'll get theory the heat that he needs. Back to the money in the women's division. This man will just turn and say, "Well, I have Ronda Rousey, I have Charlotte Flair, and I have Becky Lynch, and I have Bianca Belair." Bianca Belair. I really don't need any of you. Like Sasha Banks, and I will say it 
so the day uh the day i die i love sasha banks but i think you're going to see the decline of sasha banks she's gonna go aew you know just like page apparently page is apparently going aew that's the big rumor because her wwe contract is expiring who gives a fuck when was the last time you saw Paige? And she came out so anyway. Yeah, so she'll go to AEW just like Sasha, and then it'll be more WWE people in AEW, and the roster will just expand and expand and expand and expand, and the ratings will go down and down and down, which is what we're gonna we'll also get to today. Can we go over our list? Because we have a list. We it's we have a list. We have a list. We we've been preparing for this show since we stopped really doing pay per views. We, you know what? Maybe we should do the uh, two extreme rule matches tonight. We've Maybe been talking we about it for we for weeks. The the Ambrose Asylum and the the Demon Roman Reigns. Maybe we'll get to that tonight. All right, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that uh, as soon as we get through this, because this should be real quick. Real quick. All this stuff we're gonna talk about should be you know, fucking snaps out. Once we get through that stuff, we'll do those two matches for sure tonight. We've been talking about it. We've been waiting for like weeks, but we're gonna, we're actually gonna do it tonight. Yeah, Ambrose Asylum from Extreme Rules 2016 and the Demon Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns from Extreme Rules 2021. So uh, so here was our list. We have, uh, it was Vince McMahon, Jeff Hardy. I had a couple other things that weren't on the list that he, he, we talked about earlier. Uh, the Forbidden Door, Thunder Rosa, old guys that call up sports radio stations, Jason Voorhees' mother. Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Women Shit. that sl- slide the... Slide yeah. the word boyfriend into a conversation. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. I have a few yeah. other things I, that I wanted to bring up that I thought about after we talked. All right, let's just run. Let's just run down the list. We'll, we'll save. We'll save the uh, the non wrestling stuff till the end. So let's start with the wrestling stuff. Well, I mean, so the big story this week was Jeff Hardy got his third DUI. What did it say? He was like a point two three. I think it said it like a, or point two five. Seven or some shit. Point two, holy it's shit! Three times, three times the legal limit. I got one when I got mine. I was point one, uh, point one seven. All right, so, so I you're, was, two times, you're two times the legal limit. Two times the legal limit, just over two times the legal limit. Now, for I'm pretty sure that the legal limit. I, I know it depends on body size and and shit like that, how much you eat and everything. But pretty sure the legal limit is like three drinks in an hour three per hour is something like that or two per hour depending on what body mass strength yeah. of the drink uh what you've had to eat what you you know how much you've had to eat how much can you drink before you're over the limit as a general rule two pints of regular strength lager or two small glasses of wine could put you over the limit so you could literally have two beers and be drunk after two i think it's within an hour it is it's definitely within an hour yeah, so uh, you're looking at he had the equivalent to roughly about six beers in an hour. Which for me is nothing, but Jeff Hardy's also uh, on a ton of painkillers, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because now Booker T chimed on, in the, on this today. Yes, I read this. He, he said, I, I, I don't want to misquote him, so I'll just paraphrase. It said, uh, AEW needs to be held some sort of responsible because of all the death-defying things Jeff has done since he went to AEW. He, I'm sure he was on some sort of medication for the pain he's probably feeling. And again, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, he but said he, those, he, those things that he was doing, uh, they come with pain. Sucker. Five time. <laughs> Can you dig it? But he's absolutely right. Yeah. 
So Tony Khan made a statement today or yesterday. Say, now, Jeff Hardy has been arrested for this. They have proved he was over the limit. They yes. have uh, set up court over dates. The, the pay-per-view? He was at that, um, but no, not that. He was over the legal limit. He has a court date. He could possibly spend five years in jail. These are all facts. And then Tony Khan came out and said, uh, I cannot condemn or I condone what... Jeff Hardy allegedly did. It's not alleged. No, it's not alleged. It's it's in the proven. fucking court records. It's in the fucking court records. Yeah, it's proven. Now, here's the difference, Tony Khan, between uh, a different kind of crime and a DWI. Okay? We've been there. You know, well, all been in situations. I didn't get one, but I was pretty close at one point. You get pulled over for whatever reason. I was swerving. Yeah, well, that's usually it, or, you know. But the police officer will come and make an assessment right there at your window to tell if you have glazed eyes, uh, the smell of alcohol, flushed face, slurred speech. That's the initial thing that the police officer will observe when they come to your window. The next thing they're going to do after they observe that and say, oh, maybe they might be intoxicated, I'm going to ask you to step outside the car and take a field sobriety test. Now, in my situation... They did the pen, follow the pen while I was still in the car. Really? Okay. I, I was still in the car, and then he pulled his pen. He goes, don't move your head, follow my pen with your eyes. Apparently, using excuses like, and this is true, you know, when I'm doing my field sobriety test, walk the straight line, all this, using excuses like, I have bad knees, I'm autistic. These are all real things I said to this cop at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm autistic, I can't walk a straight line. I have you bad you're knees. Autistic? I did. I pulled out. Every, I pulled up my bag of excuses and out, and I just started throwing everyone among out there. I'm like, I have bad knees. I have bad eyes. Uh, I'm autistic. Um, I have bad depth perception. Like whatever I could think of, I was just throwing out there, and uh, he didn't buy it. So uh, kudos to him because he caught me. But <laughs> so when they do do a field sobriety test to make you, you know, do a do -do. Test, depending on what it is, and then after making that assessment, they usually will give you a breathalyzer test. Now, you can refuse a breathalyzer test, but that, in the state of New Jersey, at least, that's an admission of guilt. You're automatically guilty. The breathalyzer will determine whether or not you are um, legally drunk or not, but you can also refuse and be taken to the hospital after you're under arrest and get your blood drawn to determine whether you're under the, uh, what's the word? For? Influence. Under the influence of alcohol. So when all those things happen, that's a burden of proof. Now the, the the defense against the breathalyzer, which I found out because the town I got it in, it doesn't apply because they so the uh, the defense against it is that the breathalyzer wasn't um, uh, checked regularly, calibrated. calibrated correctly or recently enough that it might be there might be a mistake. Now the town okay. I got it in in Wall Township, they literally have someone on their payroll that calibrates it like once a week and not a lot of towns do that. Yeah. There was no margin for error with mine. There's there's also other thing when it comes to, and I don't know if you know this and this isn't like a bullshit thing. Yeah, lying. Even if you do pass your sobriety test and your breathalyzer, they can still arrest you for a DUI or DWI based on their observations. Probably will beat it, but you can still be by their training. Usually doesn't happen, but they still could. Because you could be under the influence of something else. This doesn't necessarily mean alcohol. 
You know, well, that's so, why they changed it in New Jersey from DUI right. or DWI to DUI because yeah. it's it was driving while intoxicated, which we got kind of just meant alcohol, and yeah. then driving under the influence is yeah anything. some anything. Yeah, so you could be on uh, you know sedatives or fucking too much cough syrup, and you're still technically under the influence, impair your driving ability. So the difference between that and say I stole a bicycle, or I didn't steal a bicycle, you know. The bicycle goes missing in Ryan's house, and he saw me in the area, and they arrest me. You knew it was going to need proof. See, I wouldn't like think it was you because you're white. Right, and I drive a car. Yes. But, you know, if it was you need proof when you're a DUI or DWI. The proof is, like, literally right there. So it's not an alleged. There's a lot of things, I'm sure. There's a police camera, dash cam, a body camera. I'm sure all these things back up as evidence. It's not alleged. This guy has a history of it. Stop playing these games. He's got problems, and it's sad. But it, let's it, not make excuses for bad behavior. It's very sad, but the thing that's even sadder, not about what happened, it's about the stupid wrestling community, the IWC, the internet, internet wrestling community, these fucking asshole neckbeard pieces of shit. Actually... Actually, Actually, Tony Khan comes out and says, we're going to try to get Jeff Hardy the help that he needs, and he's all for it, and he's willing to, to go to rehabs and everything. And, that, and AEW fans are praising him. Tony, you're, you're doing the right thing. Good for you. I'm so glad you're behind him. Vince McMahon did the same thing six months thing. ago, and Jeff Hardy refused, and everybody goes, why would they want to send him to rehab? He's not drunk. He's not. He's sober now. He's clean now. Blah, 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 blah. All right. We're going to go back to that house show that he wrestled at where he walked into the crowd and started taking pictures of people and left in the middle of the match. He was fucked up. Yeah. I don't care what you want to say. Maybe he. Maybe it wasn't alcohol or drug related. I don't know. Maybe it was a concussion and he was fucked. But he was fucked up somewhere. Some There was some impairment in Jeff Hardy's cognitive ability that night. I believe it happened to be drugs. I don't believe it was alcohol, but there's obviously something wrong with him. He took a test, right? A urine test that he claims that they said, oh, he wasn't high or drunk and he got fired for no reason. I still never seen the results. Did you see the results? No, but Matt Hardy came out and yeah. said, oh, see, the test was negative. It's like, well, show us. Show us yeah. that this test was negative. They never posted. They just said that, it, again, it, wrestling community, they show me where they posted it. He said it was negative, but they right. never posted the results. And Matt Hardy isn't a saint either. Let's not forget that he was, I'm pretty sure that he went under some sort of rehab with WWE. He had alcohol and drug issues when he was in WWE the first time. I don't know if he has them today. I can't speak on that. But also, you're going to defend your brother. He always says with the things when it first happened, he didn't say, oh, he's innocent. Matt Hardy didn't say that the, when it happened WWE and he left. He said, that's for Jeff That's for Jeff to answer. They asked Rebe, Rebe Sky today about Jeff. And she said, well, that's for Jeff to answer. So if you're, he's innocent and you know he's innocent, he didn't do it. Hey, I didn't do it. I'm not drunk. I wasn't drunk. No, he didn't, he didn't do it. If I, if, if I got accused of a crime and I, call, I called Vinny up and I said, Vinny, I fucking, I didn't do this. It's not me. It's, I'm, you know... I swear to you, 
we've been friends a long time. Nonetheless, we're almost like brothers. I'm sure yeah. Vinny would take my side and be like, I'm, you know, if somebody said, hey, do you think Ryan didn't? No, I really don't believe he did it. Right. He swears to me he didn't do it, and I believe him. Right. Exactly. I've known him long enough that I would know if he was telling me or not. But if you did do it, or if I knew you'd do it, if I knew you did it, and even though you said, like, if I knew that you did it, I would have been like, oh, that's something you're going to have to talk to him about. Yeah, like if you if you found the chloroform soaked rag in my house and I said, "Oh, that that's not mine, bro." You would know I did it. And then they'd be like, "Oh, you got to talk to Ryan about that." Yeah. Uh I mean, I thought it was a mannequin in his basement. I was real yeah. still. I don't know. It looked it like waxy. Yeah. Little touch. It was such a dead fish to fuck. I mean, I thought it was a mannequin. I thought it was just a real doll. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I didn't know. What, I I thought he was into that glossed over look in the eyes. Can we just not forget about the fact that Jeff Hardy, I don't know, maybe ten years ago, oh. burned his house down because he had a meth lab in the basement. I don't remember that. That's true. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was. I think it was right after WWE, right before TNA, right right in that time period. It was on the news. It was on, like, the fucking NBC, CBS News. Wrestler Jeff Hardy burns his house down from meth lab in his basement. Look it up. It's fucking fact. Jeez. If a guy is making meth in his house... Yeah, he's he's not the most trustworthy. Yeah. So another thing we can't forget. About 11 years ago, Jeff Hardy was at a pay-per-view called Victory Road. Yes. Almost dead. And then walked his ass out, and they had to stop the main event because you're so fucked up. Yeah, Bischoff had to come out and call an audible. Sting, you could when you and Sting pins him, you see Sting holding him, yep. so he Sting's doesn't kick out. And Sting's pissed. He's pissed, and people are screaming, "This is bullshit!" And he's going, "Yeah, I agree." Now, we're gonna admit that wrestling is a tough sport or profession. You get hurt. Uh, it's easy to get addicted to painkillers and alcohol. Your life on the road—it can be lonely. It's just a very high-paced. It's like a rock star type of lifestyle, plus pain. We're not saying that it isn't, but guy, you need to shit or get off the pot, dude. Like you go to AEW, you leave WWE when they were protecting you, pretty much, not doing those high flying moves anymore, really not making you do too many crazy things. Saw you were in a bad spot, tried to give you help. You're like, fuck you. I'm not going to be dragged through the mud again, I guess, is what his mentality was. I'm going to go to AEW, where my brother is, because I'm sure that was in the works anyway. And then they go there, and they're like, hey, Jeff, can you jump off fucking 50-foot ladders, please? And where do you think that's going to end up? Tony Khan fucking probably shoving coke up his nose, painkillers down his throat, and washing it down with a fucking alcohol. Well, the environment AEW is, which we've said they're spot monkeys, is very dangerous. And toxic. Toxic. That's what we'll talk about more toxicity in AEW in a, in a few. I, I got two, parties, he, the guy needs to get help. His his brother needs to stop kind of covering for him and say, dude, you need to get help. The guy's going to die. He's going to be a tragic story. Or kill somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's fucking horrifying because, you know, this is somebody we grew up watching. Yeah. And, and it's very sad, but... Again, you know, I'm not his keeper, so like, what am I, you know, what am I gonna do? Like, come on, Jeff, please get help. The guy's gonna get, the guy's gonna get help when he wants to get help, and it's sad because he could have gotten the help six months ago. And I'm not sure what AEW's policies are, but 
WWE's wellness policy is they give everybody help free. They don't have to pay for anything. They get sent to rehab for free. They don't nothing out of pocket because you know that they do some medical bills they have to get paid they pay for out of pocket from what I understand. But when it comes to the rehab policy, the wellness policy, they go for free. AEW, I don't know what it is. I'm sure in this situation, Tony Khan will probably pay for his rehab just so he looks like a hero. Yeah, but I don't know what AEW's wellness policy is if they even have a wellness policy. It never gets brought up. You hear about the WWE wellness policy all the time. Because people get suspended. Exactly. Like, oh, you were on too many Tylenol. You're suspended for a week. Oh, by the way, yeah. oh, Jeff Hardy's also suspended without pay. So, so listen, I'm not saying don't suspend the guy. I'm not saying don't try to send him to rehab. But you're going to take away his livelihood? I mean, suspend the guy. Absolutely suspend him. I'm not saying, and he's not like he's struggling to make ends meet. Right. But this guy gave up a career in a company that was willing to protect him to go to a company to be with his brother, and then he relapses, terrible thing, and then you're going to be like, well, fuck you, we're not paying you for a couple weeks because you fucked up. Suspend him. Cut his pay in half. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, meanwhile, the reason why he most likely relapsed is because of, like we said, the environment he's in and the fact, hey, be a 45-year-old spot monkey and fucking kill yourself for us. Kill yourself to make it back to, you know, you could still be Jeff Hardy. No, you can't still be Jeff Hardy. I'm sorry, you can't. You're old. You're I mean, fragile. Two weeks before he got fired from WWE, he was on the Austin podcast talking about how he was happy he didn't have to do big spots and he wanted to do, be more creative with his character and he was going to bring in Will of the Wisp, which, I mean, wasn't a, a great character, but it was still something new. And, yeah. it, and it's like he had all these plans in his head and then all of a sudden it just was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, and... I'm sure it had to do with some pressure from Matt. You know, oh, come over here. The grass is greener on this side. Leave them. They treat you like shit. They treat me like shit. You know, stuff like that, I'm sure. But the only thing that I can agree with a little bit in how WWE fucked it up is that they kind of are giving Jimmy Uso a fucking pass. He's been on two DWIs with them. I think it's two, yes. And so, I mean... He should have went to rehab. I don't know what the circumstances are that he's not going to rehab. Obviously, there's an issue. I, I don't know. Maybe it's case by case. Maybe it's because of Jeff Hardy's history. It could be because of Jeff Hardy's history. Of course, you also don't know now what Jimmy Uso's like uh, patrolling is. Whichever doesn't matter. You don't know what his his rules are now. Like you know, he might have strict like you can't drive a car anymore or you get fired. Like Vince may have like really. Like, listen, I can't fire you because Roman's your cousin and he's my biggest guy right now. So you need to straighten the hell up. You need to fucking never drive a car anymore. We're going to get you a personal limo server. What I, like, you don't know the regulations that are back there for him now. He's he's actually has three total as well. 2011, 2013, and 2019. So maybe also because it was from six years that he didn't have anything going on. Yeah. You know, and he didn't burn his house down by having a meth lab in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. So, so that's the first one off our list. Unless you got something else to add. Not about uh, AEW, and well, not about uh, Jeff. Jeff, you know, it, it's it's the related to it though, because I posted a couple of Jeff Hardy memes and Vince McMahon memes with the story. It was one of the things that I thought of after we talked. Because, you know, I've been, I post a lot of memes. That's all I do, pretty much, on Facebook and Twitter and everything. And I only post the wrestling ones on Twitter. 
And there was one that talked about how Vince McMahon tried to do this for Jeff, you know, six months ago, and everybody laughed at him. And you get neckbeards going, Actually, Tony Khan's trying to do the right thing now. And then somebody commented on the meme I posted last week about uh, CM Punk stubbing his toe and Cody Rhodes having the torn peck and he still wrestled and everybody's like, Actually, uh, Cody botched a lot of stuff too and CM Punk did a really good job in that match. Actually, it he made it look good even though he fucked up the buckshot, Larry, because he shouldn't do it as good as pay. Bro, he didn't even do it. He, he fucked it up twice. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, it's a fucking meme. You're getting offended by a meme? Me. So, so fuck the wrestling community. Toxic AEW environment. I heard about there's something going on with your girl. Your girl, the uh, AEW women's champion. You mean the one that I really want to be attractive, but when she takes the makeup off, she's, like, super not attractive? Yeah, she got a really nice ass, though. I will give her that, but I'm talking about the face. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's alright. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Thunder is apparently extremely toxic to work with in AEW, and she purposely botches things. She makes other people look bad. She's, ter- like, people hate her in the locker room. Pretty sure we've been saying that for about six months. Yeah. I mean, once again... We're never wrong. No. I mean, there's... Something brewing in AEW that it's it's not going to end well for that company. You have so many people that are unhappy, and and now it's it's leaking into the locker room and their personalities starting to show. It was all sunshine and rainbows, and now it's all starting to the, the house of cards is crashing down, as they say. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, not defending what WWE did on Raw last night with Theory and Lashley having a pose off. Right, which we'll get into, but I'm not defending that. But at least the quote-unquote main event yeah. was two people that are not normally in a main event. They're in like a mid-card match or maybe a first-hour main event, second-hour main event. Not the main main event. Then you guys got, guy, got guys like Riddle, who are now challenging Roman Reigns on Friday. You got uh, Ezekiel... Bringing Elias, which I love this story. I, I can't wait to see what happens on Monday. Ezekiel said Elias is coming up to do a concert on Monday. Unless that motherfucker can grow a beard as big as Elias's was like in a week, I'm so excited to see how they're going to play this out. Yeah, I am... So, there's like uh, two scenarios I can think of. Three scenarios. Actually, either they're going to have a pre-recorded thing. B, they're going to say, oh, Elias was jumped on the way to the fucking arena. He didn't make it. Or three, there's an actual twin that maybe wasn't Elias, but now they're going to make Elias. <laughs> or four, Damien Sandow's contract with NWA just expired. Yeah. And that's the rumor that it was going to be Damien Sandow coming out dressed as Elias, and his contract just ended with NWA last week. Yeah, I think it's possible too. But my point is, there's different guys getting spots. There's different guys getting main events... Second, you know, mid-main events, second, you know, second match to the main event, things like that. Look at AEW, and I've watched it the last couple of weeks. I've been, you know, if I'm going to hate it, I need to know why I hate it every week. And we've been saying this too: it's Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, Jay- Daniel Bryanson, Moxley, Hay- CM Punk, 
Hangman Page is doing promos, but he's doing mid-card matches, but he's still, you know, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, Thunder Road. It's the same ten people. And Jade. And Jade Cargill. It's it's and it's the same ten people getting the main TV time. If I was in a mid-card or under, like, when was the last time you saw Butcher and the Blade? I couldn't tell you. The last time I saw him was the, the pay-per-view with saw, Sting. When was the last time you saw fucking, uh... Orange Dark Cassidy. Order. Dark Order? Dark Order. Orange Cassidy. Where you know maybe they're hurt. I don't know. Maybe they're hurt, but still, you don't even hear about them anymore. It, 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 funny thing too about uh AEW is that they have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up, and you have now that Pac and uh Lucha Brothers and a couple other wrestlers can't wrestle on the pay-per-view because they have a deal with AAA and AAE, I think it is, where they can't wrestle New Japan. So they can't wrestle that pay-per-view. So they have to be... They had matches, apparently, that they were going to wrestle or be programmed in, and they had to pull and rewrite matches now because there's a contract dispute. It'd be a violation (laughs) of their contract with uh, AAA or Way to do your research, Tony Khan, before you book a big pay-per-view that's supposed to have all your big stars fighting all the New Japan's big stars. And also speaking of New Japan, that shitbag, Will Ospreay, who sucks. So there's two things I hate about him. Was that... No, there's, that was Jay White, the other one, right? The Was Jay White the promo? The one who, who won the, uh, the belt, and he's like, yeah, this is never fucking one. going to AEW, and... He was on the t- he was at the table and he was talking shit. Was that Jay White? All right, so for, there's two guys. So Jay White, he comes out, and he starts doing a promo, and uh, I thought that wrestling was supposed to be geared towards children. That's how I always thought it was. And of course, we grew up in that attitude. And there's some innuendos and some risky things that were going on. And we talked about but, this last week. But the promos with the cursing, the nonstop cursing, and it's just everything's got to be an f bomb. Every, everything's got to be like, fuck this, fuck this. It's just not cool. Then you got this guy, Will Ospreay, who says that, oh, I'm never going to WWE because I would never wanted to be the big-time pro wrestler, uh, the big famous wrestler, and we call bullshit. Now, he happens to be in New Japan, and they're fighting AEW. But what program was he on this week? Oh, he was on... Oh, I know the answer to this. It was, um... It was Rampage. We fought Hangman Page and somebody else, or uh, well, he came out and attacked somebody, I believe, yeah. on Dynamite. Yeah, and then he fought. Did he fight? Was it a triple, three-man tag match? Oh, I mean, it wasn't Hangman Page. It was FTR and somebody else versus Will Osprey and two guys, and they had a match. But so you're now on primetime television for the second biggest wrestling company in the United States. Actually, though, he's still flying to to New Japan. Actually, fine, but you you tell me that you don't want to be that big guy, but you're main eventing the fourth biggest show in wrestling in the United States. So what is it, Will Ospreay? We know what it is. You're full of shit, just like we said, because we only deal in facts. That's it. And you know what? We come off as cocky bastards, and we're always right, but when you deal in facts... It's hard to be wrong. Yeah. And you said, you said last week, fuck Will Ospreay. He's a liar. He's a piece of shit. He's not doing it for the love of the the game or the love of the sport. 
He's just like everybody else. He's all about the money. Just He didn't go to WWE. This is what you say. He didn't go to WWE because they didn't offer him a contract. Now he's in AEW. Guarantee. I will guarantee. Thunder Rose's contract. We'll get back to her. Thunder Rose's contract from NWA was bought out by AEW. That's why she switched over. It was, they were doing the forbidden yeah. door bullshit, and then they bought her contract. I will guarantee. George Foreman stamp guarantee. I guarantee it. That yeah. within six months, Will Ospreay is all elite. In addition to the Forbidden Door, they have where the interim champion now is going to be determined by John Moxley versus whoever's in New Japan. And the rumor is that the wrestler from New Japan is going to win the interim championship to bring it back to New Japan, and that the New Japan championship is going to be won by someone in AEW to bring back to AEW to gain viewership or, I don't know, Ratings for New Japan. Or, or like, uh, awareness for both companies. The fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, I don't watch... I've watched New Japan when, like, you know, Jericho was there. And, you know, they, Jim Ross was doing the announcing. It was on, like, 3 in the morning on, like, Vice TV or Access TV or whatever. Yeah. But Matt, our good friend Matt from Smackin' at Raw, made the best point about New Japan. He's absolutely 100% right. New Japan has great matches. But again, like we spoke about, would you rather see a great match or the great story that get you invested in the match. And he pointed out, and he's absolutely right, New Japan doesn't have storylines. They have yeah. good matches. So now they're trying to do a storyline out of nowhere. Like, oh, you know, Jing Jong, well, why he have a New Japan belt over AEW? That's a, awful that I just did that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. And, and I started with Ching Chow. Um, That's the guy's like, name, yeah, Ching Zhao is the, is the guy who's uh, the New Japan champion. But you're going to interject a story into a company that doesn't do storylines and and have a belt that's not even from the company and then have the belt that's from the company being another company. And it's pretty much exactly what NXT 2.0 did to NXT because NXT didn't have storylines. They had five-star matches, very limited storylines, like we've always talked about. NXT 2.0 now is all storyline, and it sucks. <laughs> it's just the matches are good. still good. Yeah, the matches are good, but they're not what they were two, three, four years ago. No, there's it's still top notch matches, but it, it, yeah, it's not what it was when it was black and gold. And we've said that a million times. But this all circles back to the toxic environment, which we started off talking about, and and Thunder Rosa, who apparently is the only other female in which we I think you brought up in. AEW that can get a title shot for the world championship belt, world women's championship belt, besides Britt Baker. Yes. Which brings me to my other point that I had a question. About Adam Cole? And and Britt Baker. Okay. Adam Cole and Britt Baker have sex. They have sex? I'm asking. Do they have sex? Yes. I would assume. Okay, that's all I had. No. <laughs> so they win the, the Owen Hart tournament. Right. Which they didn't have to. They didn't have to, but they won, right? Okay. Let's get, for whoever won. It doesn't matter who it was, but they won. Okay. It was to honor Owen Hart. They get belts. They, they come out belt? with... They got belts. There's, they, they look like the Stampede Wrestling belts. They're like, you know, it's a, a tribute to the Stampede Wrestling belts. They're a little updated version. They're actually not bad looking. They're pink and black because that's my favorite colors, and that was Owen and Brett's colors, right. whatever. But regardless, they... they they have these belts now, and they, they, they bring them out to the ring with them, and they always have them on them. Do they have to defend them? I would assume not. Okay, 
I would assume not as well, but then why carry them around all the time? You don't see fucking Mad Cat Moss carrying the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy out everywhere he goes. Although they used to. They used, used to, to have always that. have it at the ring. They used to always but, have it at the ring. But the, every time you see Britt Baker or Adam Cole backstage interview, doing commentary, walking to the ring, cutting a promo, they always have the belt. And yeah, they o- and are they going to have that belt forever? Or is it- uh, or are they going to have it till next year? And if, they're, if they don't defend it, why are you just showing it off all the time? I get you're proud of it, but you could just say the 2022 Owen Hart Cup champion, Adam Cole, Britt Baker. Hey, and, if they, and if they do have to defend it, what was the point of them winning it if they, just, if they could possibly lose it? I so I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole AEW in general, and I think we've talked about this before, is they have these... He likes this card game sort of theme. Casino thing. Yeah, casino thing. And it has the Joker, and the Joker's always, you know, just someone you don't know who it is. And then they show up, and they lose. (laughs) All the time. Every time. The Joker wins, I think, won the first time at Double or Nothing, the first one ever. Or whatever the fuck it was called. Well, yeah, because I don't... Maybe Ruby... Did Ruby Soho... I think Ruby Soho won. Yeah. She was a Joker. Christian won. He was a Joker. John Morrison lost. John Morrison lost. Andrade lost. He sucks. But yeah, Morrison lost to Samoa Joe for the Owen Hart tournament, and then he lost to Miro coming back from injury. Yeah, the, his next match. So why the fuck well, you is why they, there's better jobbers there? So what else did we go through? We had we how many we check off so far? We we checked off a few things. One of the things I wanted to bring up to you is uh, what I love to bring up is the ratings. Numbers don't lie. So, we've talked about the ratings for the last couple of weeks, and, you know, WWE's always winning by substantial amounts. And the ratings that they that you find are always the 18 to 49 demographic. It's the biggest demographic. They're still winning by leaps and bounds. Now, I think we talked about it last week, so I won't do last week's ratings. This past Monday. Yesterday. Yep. Yesterday. Yesterday. Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory in the pose-off main event. 14, or 18 to 49 demo. Take a guess of the ratings. The average audience. The main the, event or Raw? It's, it's, the, you know, it's the whole show, but it, it tells you what it is at the end of the show. Um, it's an average, so it's, it's up point, and down. 1.4 million. 1.69 million. Smackdown. This past uh, Friday. 1.2 million. 1.9 million. Oh, wow. Rampage. 800,000. This is the Will Ospreay debut, bro. This is uh, right after 1.9 million people just got done watching SmackDown and Will Ospreay's debuting in fucking AEW. What's your number? 800,000. Huh. You, I guess you didn't hear me when I said Will Ospreay premiered, bro. All right. 300,000. 476,000, which was up 1,000 from more the week watch, before. More, more people watch the Summer Olympics. More people watch curling in the Winter Olympics. More people watch the Belmont Stakes. More people watch me masturbate on Chatterbait. <laughs> more people watch me watch you masturbate on Chatterbait. Yeah, during Rampage. More people watch me watch you 
masturbate on Chatterbait while watching Rampage. And the 18 to 49 demographic. And that's mostly men. Yeah. And Marcus. It's a lot of Marcus. A lot of wolves. <laughs> Not night wolves. A pack of night wolves. Dynamite. Last Wednesday. Not this past right. week. Not. Well, no. Yeah, last Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Last week. 735,000. 939,000, which was down 30,000 30, from the week before. So their ratings are slipping. The ratings are slipping, and they're not yeah. winning. It's in, the, it's in the court records. It's in the court records. It's in the court records. We beat them for a half hour. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Don't rat on me, Jeff. Don't rat on me, Jeff. Don't you say Jeff. a fucking word, Jeff. Don't say a fucking word, Jeff. You know, that briefcase we were going to have in the fucking ladder match was going to be full of cocaine, Jeff. Cocaine and Oxycontin. And little airplane bottles of Bacardi. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff are, you, are you happy with your fireproof meth lab? Are you happy Jeff? with your fireproof meth lab? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Next time you drive drunk, Jeff, run. Run and jump off a bridge and swanton into a river and swim away. Because we know you will survive. Jeff. Just do it, Jeff. Don't you fucking throw me under the bus, Jeff. Don't you fucking say... Tony, don't say Tony. Don't say Tony. Tony didn't tell you to do shit. Tony didn't tell you to drive. Actually, I did tell you to drive, didn't I? I said, you're good. You can drive home. He's fine. He's fine. Jeff, you're fine. Go home. You're drive good. home, Jeff. As fast as you can. Just get Take home safe. Take my car. So, yeah, so the ratings are are, are not there. So I want, I want to hear the excuses... From now, oh, they're going up against the NBA finals. <laughs> actually, actually, it was, it was uh, the premiere of Stranger Things. Actually, there was a really good episode of Young Sheldon on, and people were watching that. And don't give me, I, I, here's the, here's one of the excuses I read online. This is, this is one of the excuses that Twitter fucking asshole. Actually, neckbeard people say they say, "Well, Rampage is mostly Rampage. Rampage is on at ten, and some people go to sleep, so oh. they DVR it." Oh, so it's not live ratings. <laughs> Here's the thing: I was curious about this once. Like, you know how the, you know since we did the show, like, how are they determining rating? Like, I DVR Raw. Sometimes I don't watch it right away. If your recording accounts as a live rating. DVR, they've changed the rating system that DVRing counts as ratings. Counts as one viewer. So if you're DVRing, if you're DVRing it, you're still giving them rating points. Or whatever they, what do they call it? Uh, Nielsen yes, ratings. Rating. They figured it, like, it's, it's a new, because it's digital. Okay. So they know when people are DVRing something. So that's not an excuse. Also, it's at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Exactly. <laughs> there are three other time zones that if we want to really argue about it if we want to argue let's do I'm it devil advocate here if i live on the east coast maybe i won't watch rampage because it starts at 10 o'clock if i'm in central time region maybe i'll only watch the first hour of rampage it's only an hour and, oh so i would watch it from nine to ten yeah i would watch it from eight to nine and i'd probably watch it from seven to eight that's three quarters of the country. If I'm watching Raw, probably not watching Raw on the West Coast if it starts at five o'clock. I knew you were where you're going with this. If you're on the West Coast, you're not Raw, gonna get a yeah, Raw and SmackDown 
start at five o'clock in the afternoon, West Coast time. Yes. Because it's live. Yes. So you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me, 1.6 million people on Mondays and 1.9 million people on Fridays aren't watching because it starts at five, but they are. Yeah. And the people, oh, and then the one coast, it starts, Rampage starts at 10, and they're going to sleep at 10, because SmackDown put them to sleep. And why are they going to sleep on a Friday night at 10 o'clock? Well, it's the 18 to 49 demographic, the people closer to our age, I'm tuckered out by 10. Not me. I'm up till three every day. Well, it depends how much I had to drink. Well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. what else do we know? Uh, let's see. We did Vince. We did Jeff. We did ratings. We did Thunder Rose. We did Forbidden Door. Because we got to zap through these. We we're got we got pay per view today. We got pay per views to do tonight. We finally we're going back to pay per views. We finally got it. This, okay, so here's something that's non. I guess we could throw this in our free floating hostility segment. Free floating hostility. So I hope you're ready for a little random anger. We could start that one right now. I, I listen. I, I've said it many times. I. uh... I listen to sports radio a lot, and I know you listen to the same station. Yeah, yeah. I listen to two sports radio stations. I listen to The Fan. Well, no, three. I listen to Fan, and then I listen to ESPN Radio or 880 if the Mets are playing, ESPN Radio if there's a hockey game or something. The Fan is the mostly the 24-hour one. Yeah, sports talk radio. Yeah, and, and – they have their their morning people, their, their midday, and then their drive time, and then after the drive time is usually a game – and then they have the over the night and the overnight people, and and a lot of the overnight people are women. Was it uh, tri- Chris, Trista Chris, Crick? Krista Crick, Trista Crick, Crick, and uh, Danielle uh, oh, oh, Danielle Carton, something like that. Either way, they're not bad. They're they're good. I'm not I'm not bad mouthing them. When I'm bad, I listen to. I drive home from work sometimes 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Vinny, the same thing. You know, th- these women are doing their job, and I'm specifically pointing out the women because this is what it has to do with them. The women are doing a good job. They know they know their shit. They they know more than I do, yeah. and they're 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 spouting out facts and statistics and all this shit. And then you get a guy. This they, is where to to interject real quick. The women though are terrible with picks, and their opinions on sports are awful. They're very yeah. good, statistics, but their opinions are awful. Yeah, no. Listen, I'm not saying that they're perfect at their jobs. There's a lot of the daytime guys that you know that are awful with the same thing. But the the, the main point of this. Is when you listen to the women, you get, the, especially at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Can we do a role play? You want to do a role? Okay, so we're going to do a Now, please tell us if this is the same. I know that every state and every region in the country has their own sports talk radio. So if it's the same way in your region, please let us know. Or if it's just a new, you know, like a tri-state area thing. But, so, do you want to play the, uh... I'll play, I'll play, uh, I'll play the female. Alright, so, you're the female, you're, you're... You're hosting your show. It's your big break. You know, you got a shitty time slot, but if you make it work, you know, you can be like Evan Roberts, who started off in overnights, and then he went to the date midday, and now he's the drive time. All right. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, you know, we're approaching the overnight hour here. This is Danielle, and, um, you know, we're talking about how the two greatest teams in Major League Baseball right now happen to be two New York teams, the Mets and the Yankees. Um, they're both at 40-plus wins, and... Uh, you know, I think it's a great thing for New York. I would like to know what you guys have to say. So uh, we're going to turn it over to the phones. Uh, first caller up, we have uh, uh, Reggie from uh, Queens. 
Hi, hi Trista. I'm Reggie. No, it's Danielle. It's Danielle oh. Reggie. Oh, I'm Reggie. That's right. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, I, I, I've been listening That's to the fan since uh, the inception 30 years ago. That's great. How old uh, are you? Oh, I'm 65 years old. Okay. And, and you know, I've seen so many sports in my day. My I take my grandkids to the sports games now, and uh, you know, you you know you you really know what you're talking about. And I was looking you well, up on, you. on on uh, yeah no th- thank you for for doing this show. And you know, I drive home and I drive a truck, and uh, so I, I listen to uh, the, the 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 WFAN all the time, and. Uh, I just want to say that you really know what you're talking about. And I was looking up on Twitter the other day, and I just want to say you're a very pretty girl. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate that, and I love that you listen to the show. I'm glad that I can uh, keep you in those long hauls, if you know what I'm saying. Yo, you keep me awake, and, you know, just the sound of your voice is just very refreshing. So, Reggie, what was the comment about the uh, the Mets and the Yankees? What do you think? You know, that's what we were, we were calling about, right? Well, I, I've been a diehard Mets fan since 1968. I don't even know if that age works out right, but and and you know, I just want to say that you know when you I hear you talk about the Mets, it gets my cock throbbing. Okay, uh, next caller we have um, Sal from uh, Staten Island. So I'm going, so, uh, hi hi Danielle. I'm really sorry about the last guy. Um, okay, you know it happens. Uh, this is radio. Things happen on radio, especially in the city, you know? I, you know, I, I hate that he used the word uh, C. You know, his C is, is teeing. Um, that's very rude to you because you are a very nice girl. And I listen to you. I've been listening to the fan for 30-some-odd years. I've been a Yankee fan since the dawn of time, you know, because I'm as old as dirt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just want to say I fucking jerk off to your pictures every well, single night. Um. Wow, there's a lot of uh, crazy callers out here tonight. I just want to know about the Mets and the Yankees, and apparently they're talking about yanking. So um, we're going to go to commercial break, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll pick up on the Rangers next. That is literally, with the exception of maybe the jerking off of my cock is throbbing, exactly how every fucking creepy old guy every, calls in the fan. Everyone hits on the female. Everyone. Every single one of them. And it, and it might be like, Oh, yeah, well, Danielle, you know, I think the Mets are doing great. You know, they don't have their starting pitchers right now, but they're going to be coming back from injuries. And the Yankees, they're just explosive. Their offense is out of control. You know, they beat the Cubs fucking 18 – well, not fucking, but 18-2 to two the other day. And, uh, you know, aside from them being the most dynamic teams in uh, baseball right now, I would love to stick my tongue up your asshole. Yeah, that's, that's – <laughs> With not saying it, they're saying essentially the same thing. And the it's girl, so I feel so, I so feel so bad for these girls that are trying to get their break on radio. So listening, and I'm like, like remember when I I tweeted? I think uh, tr- uh, Krista Crick. Yeah, you I tweeted to her, her and she I, responded. How creepy was that fucking guy? Yeah, and she responded. She's like, "Well, it takes all kinds, you know." Yeah, she knows. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if I tag her in this and say, hey, we talked about you, she'll be like, hey, yeah, I go through that all the time. You should hear the shit I have to drop because of the seven-second delay. And it's probably just like, hey, um, so we got Ron from uh, from uh, Weehawken. What, what's up, Ron? Ron, are you there? 
<laughs> I think oh, Ron's I, having I, a stroke. Ron, I think you need, uh, can you turn your radio down, Ron? I, hear, I think you're here, echoing. No! I just came so hard. Yeah, so that was just the one thing I wanted to bring up. And the other thing... Um, I told you to remind me of something. You did. And I'll remind you to talk about the thing you told me to remind you to talk about. Did you not remember? Theme party liquor store. Okay. Then he texted me this earlier. We, you know, we, we've been chatting, you know, since we haven't been doing pay-per-views, which we're going to do tonight, we've been actually doing research for this show and actually, like, preparing, which is new for us. And one of the things, you know, we're like, hey, free-floating hostility, what are you going to talk about? Oh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, we got to talk about Jeff Hardy and this and that. And he goes, theme party liquor stores. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. So, I went to a liquor store today. It's my daughter's birthday. So, uh... No, I was buying. <laughs> Were you buying shit for her? She's three. Yes. Okay. Only like five point five and below, though. You were bu- you were buying little airplane bottles for because then she could oh, walk yeah. around with it. Yes. Yeah. Because her hands are small. She can't hold a uh, oil can yeah, of Fosters. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta be a little nip. So uh, you know, make her feel like an adult. For anybody who wants to try to cancel, the nip is a small beer can. You're only th- you're only three once. Those are the precious days you gotta remember. <laughs> Your prime time years, man. Just put a fucking, fucking sippy cup. No, I don't feel like child alcohol. It's all downhill after three. <laughs> yeah, she actually uh, got a DWI, crashing her fucking power wheel. Her power, her power wheel into a cop car. It's a Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so, imagine Jeff Hardy got DWI for driving a fucking power wheels or a lawnmower. That should be the best. So anyway. Um, so I went to the liquor store, and there was this woman that was standing online, and uh, she kind of looked like, it sounds really weird, a white Kamala Harris. Okay. But, like, like if she was Italian. Pamela ha- Harris. Pamela. Pamela Harris. Pamela Harris. Camilla Harris. So, Still she was same... like a little taller, a little skinnier, but, like, same kind of face. And you can see, like, the same type of uh, the way she carries herself, I guess. She's talking to one of the ladies. It's a spirit, so there's a bunch of people that work there. And she was talking to one of the ladies behind the register. And she's like, oh, I didn't tell you about my next theme party. So I'm interested. So I, like, look over and I'm listening. You're hustling a little bit. I'm thinking she's talking about, like, a theme party. Like, oh, you know, we do fucking, like, a beach party. She's like, I just had National Bubbly Day. And everybody brought bubbly. Like the soda? Like champagne, I guess. Oh, I think it meant like bubbly the soda. No, no, like champagne. And then we had a rosé day, and now I'm going to do seltzer tasting day. Who fucking calls it bubbly, you bourgeois bitch? Fuck you in your yellow pants, you fucking hoity-toity cunt. I fucking wanted to punch her in her goddamn asshole. Actually, Chris Jericho called it bubbly. Called it bubbly. Like, listen, like, I, if I was like, we had a bubbly party and National Bubbly Day, there's a National Bubbly Day. Listen, my birthday falls on National Raisin Bread Day. I thought you were going to say National Rape Inbred Day. <laughs> well, it's funny you should bring that up. National Rape Inbreds Day? Yes, uh, May 5th is actually National Rape Inbred Day. It's huge in Louisiana. I'm sure. I I was like, this bourgeois fucking bitch. Fuck her. 
and she was wearing yellow yellow pants. Nobody should wear yellow pants. Ever. So no. there's there's that. And there's only like a couple more things we have to talk to before we get to the pay for you. Because we're getting well, one to- of the, one of the things you brought up to me. Now here's the thing. Vinny and I like a lot of the same movies. But if Vinny ever texts me and says, Have you seen this movie? It's great. Yeah, I think that should be last. I think I think we saved that for last. No, I'm gonna get no, I'm gonna get to it. I'm not going into it now. Let let the process play. Prep it. Dilate the butthole. Listen to him there, because he knows what he's talking about. But if he ever says to you, Have you ever seen this movie? and you go, No. Oh, it's great. He's lying. He's lying, he's lying, he's lying. I don't believe I said that for the last one, though. No, you didn't, but like three or four before that, you did. But you also said, hey, you've seen Friday the 13th, right? And I'm like, yes, I've seen that movie. And then he goes... Who hasn't? There's people that... We're talking the original. 1981, original, Friday the 13th. Okay. Yes. Hey, you've seen Friday the 13th. Hey, have you seen this movie? That's how it started. Hey, have have you ever seen this movie? Oh, fuck. What, What? What movie? Friday the 13th. Yes, of course I've seen that movie. I've actually watched it with you. <laughs> yes, we've watched it together. But I'm going to let you continue, because this was your rant. I have lots of problems with Friday the 13th. It's a classic movie, but I, I see your problems. It's it's a classic movie. It's kind of in the first-person point of view went as the villain, so you don't know who's doing the killing. And that, that was, you know, the whole mystery. And they used to do that a lot with older movies would be the, the uh, perspective of the killer, right? You know, you had to, Psycho do the same thing. Uh, um, St. Valentine, or, uh, yeah, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, or uh, uh, St. Valentine's Day, the one with the Sleep guy with the gas camp. mask. Sleepaway Camp. So it, it was very um, common in the 80s to have, and before, to have movies take place in the view of the killer. Halloween uh, is another one, I'm sorry. Also, uh, the day that dreaded sundown, I believe. Everyone is under the impression who hasn't really seen Friday the 13th that the killer, when you say, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? The first first... question they ask in the Scream movies. I was just going to say yes. They say who? Jason. Not sure. Right? It's obviously, anybody who knows anything who has half a brain, not Jason. Jason's only a killer in about three quarters of the movies. He's actually only a killer. He's not even a killer in the first one. No. He's not a killer in the fifth one. He's technically not a killer in the ninth one. Jason goes to hell, he's not a killer. Well, that's yeah. the ninth one. Yeah, it's kind of like a fucking demon worm or whatever the fuck, his brain or some shit. Yeah, it's the soul that goes up the woman's cunt. And... Yeah, so, like, so three of the ten movies, or ten and a half movies that he's in, he's not a killer. So 66.6% of the time he's a killer. But the other 33 and one-third, Steiner math, he's not. <laughs> um, so in part one at the end you find out Jason's mother we'll do a little bit of backstory Friday 13th the reason why Jason comes back is to get revenge on all the camp counselors that let him drown when he was a kid he was like retarded or something or special needs or, or down so I don't know what was wrong with him he had a physical and mental ailment uh, he was swimming in the lake he drowned the camp counselors too busy making out not paying attention he died so the mother was pissed off, wants to get revenge. The campus closed down, I believe, when they're reopening the camp years later. The mother was like, I'm not having this camp reopen because what they let happen to my son. I'm going to kill all the camp counselors so they keep this camp closed indefinitely. Am I, are we tracking right now? Or are we... No, you're, 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 you're 100% right. Okay. 
So it winds up being that Jason's mother kills all these counselors. Filmed in New Jersey, by the way. Jason Voorhees' mother. Probably back then is in her 40s, but she looks like she's in her 60s. Betsy Palmer, she was also on Murder, She Wrote. Now, I have some questions. Ask away. First of all, she's a ninja. Apparently she is a ninja. Old lady in the crocheted sweater is stealth as fuck. Can sneak around this camp. All this shit, probably in orthopedic shoes, no one's no one sees her. Let's rewind first, though. The first death yes. in Friday the 13th is the girl who's trying to find the camp. She goes to the diner in Blairstown because that's where they filmed it. Right. And, the, and every Friday the Thirteenth, they have a Jason, you know, a, a Friday Thirteenth Camp Crystal Lake tour. And there's also a museum in Blairstown, a Friday the Thirteenth museum in Blairstown, which I want to yeah. go to. I haven't been able to check it out, but we'll go. So yeah. the first kill is this, is this girl. She's a cute girl, and she's going to this camp. Triangle tits. They all had triangle tits in the eighties. In eighties, your tits had to be triangular. It was pointy, weird, you know, and the and the but they were cute. And <laughs> huge bushes, huge monstrous bushes. So the girl gets she gets a ride from a trucker, the only non-rapist trucker in New Jersey, apparently. Yeah, especially in the Blairstown area. Right. Now, if anybody doesn't doesn't know what the Blairstown area is, watch Fr the original Friday Thirteenth. That's New Jersey. That's Blairstown. It's literally hills have eyes without yeah. the mutant people. Yes. And. The, the only rapist trucker in Blairstown gives her a ride, and she goes, I'm going to Camp Crystal Lake, and they, she, he's like, he's driving her, and they're all friendly conversation. She goes, don't go there! What? No, it's... What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> and of course, she runs into the old drunk guy that's like, that, this place has a death curse! And... You wanna get food? <laughs> so he drops her off, not even close to the camp. Like, like still fine, right? Like, <laughs> like, next 10 miles. Walk, yeah, man. and he goes, all right, this I is close know. enough, right? And she's like, um, it says if you just make a right, it's like two miles down the road. He's like, yeah, but then I got to make a U-turn. It's just it's just a pain in the ass. You can walk. It's the middle of the woods. I me, so. Yeah, I, I know I just told you to, to not go there because people die. But you can walk these last 10 miles by yourself. You're fine. And then she gets picked up by some, the first person, you know, and it's like, thanks for the ride. And it's like, okay, well, okay, who's she talking to? And then all of a sudden she gets killed. And that's the first, it's like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Okay, this girl just got killed. I wonder who the killer is. Continue. So, now, uh, if, if no one knows this, Kevin Bacon's first movie ever was Friday the 13th. American, American Icon, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. We have, what, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes. It's, uh, everybody is connected to Kevin Bacon six times in the world. Between six people. Anyway, there's a bunch of camp counselors show up. Uh, one by one, they start getting offed in all different ways. You always see it out the eyes of the killer. But there's a part where Kevin Bacon has sex with his girlfriend in the bed. In, on, a, on a bed? Like, like a, a small, cot. Like a cot, yeah. Like a... a, a Typical bed you would see in a camp ground. Or a dorm, like where you roll yeah. the mattress up at the end and yeah. it's got springs. Or a prison. Well, anything. Any yeah. of those things. So I think she gets up to leave, right? She, she goes to, like, take a shit. Yeah, she goes, She goes. oh, my God, you pounded my ass so hard, I have to push all the shit out of me. He's like, I pushed your shit in. 
You ever get your shit pushed in? So, oh, oh, yeah, you push your shit in. Push your shit in, yeah. So, Kevin Bacon's laying in base like, I'm a Bacon brother. I Lays just pushed old. her shit in. I just pushed her shit in. And she making me some bacon in the morning. Mm-mm. So he's sitting there, and I believe he gets an arrow right through his throat. He gets a hand on his forehead, and then an oh. arrow pushed through his throat. So you're trying to tell me that this old bitch went into this cabin before they got there, laid there the entire time while he was going to pound town. While the mattress is right? hitting her. He's like, I just crocheted the sweater. And the spring just caught a piece of thread, and it's unraveling my sweater. <laughs> she's getting even more pissed because she's like, "Not only is my son dead from drowning, but this motherfucker's unraveling the sweater that it took me ten months to crochet." <laughs> so she reaches around. It wasn't a man hand. It looked like a man hand. She has man hands. She had man hands. Man hands. She got man hands. Mrs. Voorhees got man hands. Wraps around Kevin Bacon's head, and he's not like, oh, let me, what the fuck? He just lays his like, <gasps> and she has the power, this 60-year-old woman has the power to shove an arrow through a mattress, through the back of his neck, and through the front of his neck, and kill him. While just hold, while also holding his head, which I'm sure, you're, if you're going to hold somebody's head, not that I know from experience... But you're going to hold with the dominant hand. And you're going to push with the non-dominant hand. I don't know. I think I'd have to push with the dominant hand because it's very awkward to like... Yeah, but if if you're holding with the non-dominant hand, they could squiggle. Like, you want the dominant hand up there. But then I feel like I would go through, like, the side of the neck or I'd miss. I'd bend the arrow. Yeah. You know what? It's really kind of, like, in the moment, what feels more comfortable. Is this the one where the girl... Was like all dressed up in the bathroom. Or that was later on. But she was in like she was dressing up. She was like the short little one now, right? No, I think that's the second or third one. Is this the one with the guy in the wheelchair? No, that's the third one. Or second one. Okay. The first, second, and third one all kind of blend together because they're the same yeah. style of eighties yeah. horror movie. Well, so anyway, um, so more people get killed and eventually it gets to be the final girl in the movie. Now, this 60-year-old woman has been murking everybody. The whole time, they're running around, and you see where they actually see her, and they're not like, what are you doing, you old bitch? What the fuck are you doing in my cabin, you fucking old homeless bitch? Like, if I saw some old lady walking at me, I wouldn't be terrified. Would you be like, oh my god. What if she had a machete? machete. I could just outrun her because she's old. That's fucked. And I am an athlete teenager. (laughs) Athletic teenager, right? I, I don't know. I'm a, a teenager that apparently is also going to be a lifeguard at this camp at the lake. Across the lake, just swim across the lake, and she'll be like, "Oh, I don't want to go in there. I just crocheted this sweater." And I have khaki pants on, and they will look like I piss myself. And I don't want to soak my orthopedic shoes. So fuck you, Mrs. Voorhees. So eventually, the final girl winds up chopping Mrs. Voorhees' head off with one swipe. One swipe. One swipe. Never used a machete before in her life. I can't even get through a tree branch with <laughs> one swipe of machete. <laughs> Have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? They're hitting bamboo, which is hollow. And they're like, okay, 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 okay. One swipe. This is the sharpest machete ever. 
my first question to you would be, why are you trying to cut tree branches with a machete? Tori Hanzo. Yeah, I was when I was a land surveyor. You had to cut through the woods to. What are you fucking going through the jungles of Brazil? Yeah, there's woods in New Jersey. She takes a swipe, kills Mrs. Voorhees. Has a dream that Jason attacks her from a canoe. Wakes up, goes to her refrigerator, opens the refrigerator, and fucking Jason's mother's heads in the refrigerator. Well, that's the second one. That's so you're going from the beginning of the second one. Yeah, so you're going from the end. She, she wakes right. He jumps out of the lake to grab her, and then at the end of the movie, the second one starts with her waking up. It was a dream. No, well, the second, the end of the first one is a, a grabbing her, and then she's going, she's getting carted out by the EMTs. And what about the boy? What boy? The boy in the lake. We didn't find any boy, so he's still out there. And then you fast forward to the second one, and they do the recap of the first one, and it, she wakes up, and her mother calls. She wakes up in her house. Her mother calls her on the landline, and she's walking through the house with that that long curly cord, and she's going, "No, mom, no, blah blah blah. Oh no, I'm fine." And she walks from one room to the other room to the other room, and she at one point she opens the fridge and she looks in. There's nothing in there, and then later on she you know she hangs up the phone and then she opens the fridge and Jason's mother's head's in the fridge, and then he stabs her in the side of the head with a screwdriver. Yes, which which means. Jason was somehow in her house. She didn't notice him when he was wa- she was walking from room to room with his mother's head, holding it like a football, like a running back. Just, uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, she went nah. to the bit. Now, and then he opens the fridge real quietly, he puts the head in, and then he closes the door, and then I he goes and hides. the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's somehow she's all for not. Yeah, if she doesn't go to the fridge in the next ten minutes and she just leaves to go to the store, this plan doesn't work. I guess I'm going to have to put it on the table where she leaves her car keys. Yeah, I'll just wait in in the bathroom until she comes back and I'll put it inside the toilet. Sorry, (laughs) Mom, as he's placing her head in the toilet. Oh, she didn't even flush. Uh. Also, last but not least, so Jason's been dead for how long between this time that his mother starts killing people? About 30 years. 30? It's the 50s to the 80s. So 30 years. Let's say it's the 60s. 30, it's like 30 years. Let's let's say it's 20. Let's say it's the 60s. Okay, so 20, he's been dead 20 years. So he decides to cut back because his mother gets her head cut off. And his first order of business is, well, not only have I grown the entire time underwater, <laughs> he went and found coveralls, a burlap bag to put on his head, Cut one hole. Didn't even one cut hole. both eye holes out. Yeah, well, only one. His first order of business is like, let us let me pick up my mom's head, track this bitch down wherever she lives, and put her head in the refrigerator like it's a prank. What if she lived 400 miles away? How did he get to her? How does did he, he know? Did, did he, he travel with the head in a suitcase? How do you get on a bus or a plane and go... Do you have any luggage? I have, uh... Why do you get on a bus or a plane with a burlap sack over your head with one hole cut out? Let's get past that! Do you have any carry-on luggage? I have my book bag, and I have my mother's severed head. He went... You can just go, sir. You're welcome. So, fuck Jason. We're gonna get into the other ones at a later date. I I just wanna throw that part out there, that Mrs. Voorhees is a fucking ninja... And none of these kids should have been scared of her. They could have literally beat her ass, hit her with a fucking oar, 
swam across the lake, ran, got in a car and drove away. She's old as fuck. That's like fighting the Golden Girls. This bitch has taken like six people out. She has special forces. They don't ever have give her a backstory, actually, except they that her kid to. died. We need to make a prequel. Well, Betsy Palmer's been dead for like ten years. The Betsy Palmer years. The Mrs. Voorhees years. Friday the Thirteenth. The Mother years. <laughs> what no. have you been? It, She's it's just a crocheting that ugly fucking sweater the entire time. Yeah. What have you? It's a documentary. So, uh, Mrs. Voorhees, what have you been doing since your son died twenty years ago? Crocheting and That's sharpening my mach- and <laughs> sharpening <laughs> my machete. Planning my revenge. You don't think she'd be like, eh, I don't really want the camp to open because of all the tragedy. I'm just going to kill all the counselors. They had nothing to do with it. Yeah, she could have literally just petitioned the town to not open the camp. Hey, my son died there. Can we just not open this place up? Like, you think you could just move it somewhere else? She like, could have had memories. Peaceful protest. Yeah, she could have ran for city council, voted she nay. She ran for the Parks and Recreation Department. I mean, I'm sure there was a vote on the on opening. Should we reopen Camp Crystal Lake? How long ago was that murder? Oh, it was like 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and then she could have been like, nay. And they'd be like, why nay? Uh, my son died there. He died there. We've never talked about this part. He died. He drowned in the lake. Yes, while the counselors were having sex. They left his body in the lake. Oh, yeah, they're not going to fucking go get it. No pun, so the kid didn't even have a fucking burial or a funeral. They're like, eh, fuck him. Fuck yeah. that deformed fuck. Oh, he's all the way out in the middle of the lake? Fuck that kid. How do you even get out there? He can't even swim. He's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> fuck that kid. Leave him out there. So, so Vinny, uh, you know, we talked uh, wrestling. We talked, uh, what did we learn today? We, we talked some wrestling. We talked some movies. We, you know, from free floating hostility. What did we learn today? We learned that AEW is garbage. Jeff Hardy cannot refuse a drink or a painkiller. Give up his car keys. Um, we've also learned that Will Ospreay is a fucking lying bitch. Um, what do you think you've learned? I think I've learned that um, you know, week after week after week, we're always right about everything. The AEW ratings are never going to top the WWE ratings. And Thunder Rose is a country nobody wants to work with. I've also learned that M.I. Shyamalan sucks a lot of dick. And Jason Voorhees' mother is uh, supernatural. All right. Well, uh, where can you find you and this podcast? Find me on uh, Twitter at Vin, frontface MLK. Uh, Instagram, Vinsky3. Vinny Violence on TikTok. And you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anchor.fm and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. You can also buy our merchandise on Zazzle.com slash store stuff. And you can find Ryan at where? You can find me on Twitter at ObsoleteMew256. You can find the show at FrontFaceLock on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Facebook at FrontFaceLock Podcast. On TikTok at FrontFaceLock Podcast. We are also sponsored by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Lucky13beardco.com for all of your beard grooming needs. Nice. Quality products at affordable prices. Vinny, uh, I'm sorry we, we I'm sorry we didn't get to the uh, pay-per-view again. Uh, I know it's been like a month now, but we will get to it next week. I promise we'll definitely you. definitely get to it next week. I mean, we are so close to getting to it this week. Um, I can't wait to get to it. It's been fucking building up for weeks. And um, I just keep thinking I've rewatched it at least three times. 
because I like to refresh myself every time we're about to talk about it. And uh, there's so many things I want to talk about, and uh, it's something new every time. So I have a long list of things I want to talk about. I'm so excited about it. So uh, I can't wait to talk about it next week. Definitely next week, and uh, check out our old episodes. We've been doing some more movie reviews, but we're still talking wrestling. That's our uh, that's our core right there. But uh, Vinny, uh, zip, zip. Oh, I'm going to walk the happening, but I'm, first I'm going to zip it up and zip it out. Oh, we're right. Zippy doo dah. Bye bye. All right. See you. Oh. All right. Uh, later, dudes. S you in your A's. Don't wear a C in jail over your B's.